Hello, everyone. It's Wendemere Riley, registered dietitian, aka the health chick, and I am so thrilled that you are here spending time with me. I can't wait to introduce you to my guest for today. I have Laura Poland of Dietitian in Your Kitchen coming all the way from Ohio. Laura has been a dietitian for over 30 years. And we had a lovely conversation this morning about medical nutrition therapy, and we're going to dish all of that. But first, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about the weather in Ohio and tell us about Dietitian in Your Kitchen. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, so I am in Ohio, in the central Ohio area. Actually, right now, it's uh, the sun is trying to shine through. We've had some rain this morning, which is nice for my garden. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but, so, so tell us what's growing in your garden. Oh, okay. So I've got tomatoes. So my garden is a container garden because of the, where the sun is and all the trees that I have in my, in my yard, we have container gardens. So I have container tomatoes. I have basil, chives. I grew lavender this year. Uh, it never bloomed though. So I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> my lavender did not bloom. My husband says it's getting um, not enough sun. He wants to move it. I'm on the fence. It looks pretty pretty good. My tomato in Florida uh, is super, super hot, you know, July, August. So my tomatoes are done, but I do tomatoes Uh, in containers Yeah, uh, and cherry tomatoes right off the vine. There is nothing better. Better. I'm, I love tomatoes and hummus is my favorite combination for a snack. So I love, and just when it's homegrown and fresh from the vine, so good. I also have peppers. So I have green peppers and some banana peppers growing. So we do them really well with poblano peppers. And I love to do stuffed poblano peppers right from the garden. And poblanos are kind of expensive. Well, all peppers are kind of expensive and they're just so easy to grow. Yes. That's why I grow the basil too. I love our, our go-to over the summer is a pesto I, I make homemade pesto out of my basil. It's so good. Uh, well, you'll have to um, share some recipes for our <laughs> listeners. And okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll those up for you. Um, all right. So tell us that's about what your- I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do for my business. So that was a great segue. So I started my business because I thought, you know, I, I had a dear friend and and it's like a lot of people, they just don't use their kitchen as much as they want to. And I think some of that comes down to understanding meal planning and and those types of things. If you don't have the food in your house, you're not going to eat that food. So kind of planning ahead and also feeling comfortable in your kitchen cooking. And so I'm providing seasonal recipes for all my clients and things like that so that they do have something to go from that something that's tried and true that I make for my family. And so I love sharing my recipes. I will definitely share my pesto recipe with you. Thank you. So, so would I be correct to say that you use food as therapy or food as medicine? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the food is medicine. So yeah, we, it's like, we have this mentality. I I like to think about prevention, right? And I do feel like a healthy diet can prevent a lot of disease, right? And so, yes, I think that food is very, uh, 
just, it should be fun. It should be enjoyed. I think some people sometimes are a little surprised because I like to take sometimes shortcuts in the kitchen and, you know, those types of things. Oh, I but, can't wait to learn about those shortcuts. You'll have to give <laughs> us a, a, a couple of the shortcuts. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's like, I'm not somebody who, I, I'm not comfortable making my own crab cakes, for example. And crab cakes in Ohio, it's really hard to do. So, you know, uh, frozen crab cakes are pretty good because they've been flash frozen back at the seashore, right? So those are better than, I don't know. So we, we I kind of have a meal that's built around a, a crab cake that's already made. And so then I'm just making my romalade sauce and a salad to go with it and and that type of thing. So I, I'm always looking for shortcuts like that, that, you know, All right, you guys, if, if you want these recipes, make <laughs> sure you subscribe to um, the health chick newsletter. So a little plug right here, the health chick, and that's chic.com. Um, Cause I'll make sure that we, we get you all of Laura's recipes and you, you have a, re you have a, a website newsletter as well. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. Thank you uh, for sure. So you can find me at dietitianinyourkitchen.com, uh, making sure that you spell dietitian correctly. So that's <laughs> a T, not a C. But the T, <laughs> not a C at the last four letters. Uh, so yeah, dietitianinyourkitchen.com. And so um, what would you say your overall food philosophy is? My food philosophy is we, it, it's a lifestyle, right? Diet is a four letter word to me. It, it's like, we need to have an approach that, that can work for each client and every client is different. So some clients, they wouldn't mind making their own crab cakes from scratch, but some people really need that benefit of knowing I can take a shortcut in the kitchen and still provide myself with a balanced meal. So I focus on lifestyle habits with all my clients. So we're focused on uh, you know, it's not just, it's kind of, yeah, are you get, I like to focus on what are you including in your diet, Excellent. not what you shouldn't have in your diet. So many people, when they think about visiting with a dietitian, uh, they don't understand that most of us dietitians, we're actually going to look at what's missing from the diet. We want to make sure you're getting all the nutrients that you need. So I'm going to focus on let's include these things. I'm not going to focus on what we shouldn't be doing because honestly, we all are going to enjoy a piece of birthday cake. And, you know, like there's always going to be things that we want to enjoy. And when you allow yourself to have it and you have that balanced diet to start and to support it there's no reason why you can't enjoy all foods, right? Yeah, that's excellent. And plus, I think a lot of people don't know that as dietitians, what we're here to do is to help you take healthy food and make it taste great. That healthy food doesn't have to taste bad. We're not expecting exactly. it to work. <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna jump right into today's topic. Um, it's um, what is medical nutrition therapy? How do you use medical nutrition therapy? What's it like in a consult with medical nutrition therapy? So let's kind of jump in because when people, when people come to see me, and I'm sure the same with you, I get a lot of people that they've never been to see a dietitian, and they want to know, well, what's that going to be? Are you just going to give me a 1,200 calorie meal plan of food that I don't want to eat? And that's absolutely not what right. we do. 
Right. Um, but what we do do is medical nutrition therapy. So let's start right there. What is medical nutrition therapy or MNT as we like to call sure, it? Sure. So MNT is, a, is more than just nutrition education, right? And your basic nutrition information that you can get, uh, if you look carefully <laughs> on the internet to find appropriate nutrition education. But I think that's what you're doing is you're going to the expert. Uh, the dietitian is somebody who has studied the whole human body, human physiology, and understands how that works and, and, and how to look at a person as a whole and see what it is that they need to make sure that they're eating to fuel their body and to make their body healthy and to prevent chronic disease uh, and, or if you already have chronic disease, medical nutrition therapy is there to help to control that chronic disease. I love that you used the, the phrase, we look at the whole body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So our background, a lot of people don't realize, but dietitians' backgrounds are in, you know, physiology. We have a lot of chemistry, biochemistry, things like way that. more chemistry and biochemistry <laughs> than I ever thought I would get going right. back to, I'm a dietitian, very science focused, very science focused. And so there is a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. And so uh, I'm not sure, you know, just in this, in, in all the different states, they don't always necessarily protect that. So some people can, uh, all diet, the way I like to look at it is like all dietitians are nutritionists, but not all nutritionists are dietitians. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as reimbursement for services, a dietitian is the person that you can go to. And if you want to use your insurance to get reimbursed, what you're getting, what the insurance is covering is called medical nutrition therapy done by a dietitian. And that's only done by a dietitian. Yes. So let, let's talk through that. So when some, someone comes to see me, first thing I look at is a health history. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're looking at like with the health history, I'm looking at, I'm asking about, you know, your, your weight, what's going on. Of of course, with your weight, a lot of people go immediately there, but I also want to know, you know, what other, what are your lab works telling me? Is there something going on with your labs that maybe are leading us down a path where it looks like diabetes might be happening in the future. And we need to kind of control blood sugars a little bit better. What's your hemoglobin A1C? We also look at family history because family history is very telling and genetics and things like that. Uh, but we're also looking at when you first work with somebody, I know you mentioned this too, like just their sleep patterns. I'm looking at their activity level. We're looking at a whole bunch of different parameters to look at that person. Um, and also stress levels. I find that especially, yes. especially during this time, I, I mean, my, the first question someone sits down with me is like, so how are you managing the stress? <laughs> Yes. Yes. These days, the last couple of years, how's the stress going? Yeah, for sure. That's mm-hmm. something to look at. And then we take those all into effect, into account when we're working with somebody. And, and so, uh, you know, that first session with a dietitian is mostly going to be information gathering. I like to, like I said, you know, 
ask questions. I also like to ask, what do you typically do in a day in terms of like, when do you wake up and when do you eat throughout the day? What does the timing look like on that? And what um, are you eating when you're, you know, during the day? So those are the types of things that I look at. And then we take a deeper dive and I finish off by talking about the healthy habits that I feel are important for everyone. So are, how many fruits and vegetables do you consume in a day? You know, do you eat balanced? Do you plan your meals? Uh, all these things that can be a part of it. And then trying to, like you said, you also have to count for stress and that impact on the body as well. I also like at that point to talk to, to about barriers. So, you know, are you a, are you a single mom and you're working two jobs? Um, we had talked about frozen food earlier, um, that frozen fruits and vegetables are absolutely appropriate. Sometimes I, I I prefer them personally. (laughs) They're great to have as a backup in that freezer and they're, like I said, fresh picked and frozen, usually right at the farm. And so, yeah, those, those are definitely something to include. And sometimes they're a lot, not as expensive, so they can be cheaper if you can find the sales on the frozen. And they're not going to go bad as fast. So you don't feel like you just spent that $5 on, on that, um, the broccoli that ended up in the back of the refrigerator, you forgot to eat. And so next time you're at the market, you don't want to buy the broccoli because you know, you just wasted $5. So broccoli is always in my freezer. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Same here. (laughs) All right. So uh, back to, so someone comes in, they come, they sit down with us. We're, we're getting a lot of history. We're getting a lot of information. We're actively listening. Uh, For me, the second part of that, that whole time, my interventions are forming in my head. I personally like to come up with no more than three. Um, I like something (laughs) centered around diet, something centered around exercise, and something centered around lifestyle. So that's kind of what I do. What do you do? Very similar, very similar. By the end of the first session, what I want to do is I want to help. I want to make sure that my client can come up with three things that they feel like they can start working on as you know, before we meet again. So uh, small steps to those goals do need to be measurable. So a lot smart of goals. Say, yeah, I, I have so a whole podcast on smart goals. So there you go. Just <laughs> plug when anything you're doing, go back, listen to my smart goal podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first we, for sure, we set a, no more than three goals. I agree. You don't want to overwhelm because the last thing I want my clients, uh, we are all stressed, right? So we, we are trying to find goals that are going to move you forward, move you forward to achieving that healthy diet. And then, and, and including all the foods that you need to, to make you healthy and whole. And so, yeah, I, we set goals for the end of the, by the end of the session, a lot of people think I'm going to hand them a meal plan and tell them exactly how many calories they need and everything like that. That does not happen at the first visit. And that doesn't happen with all of my clients. It's not sometimes necessary to go to that route of determining calories. I'm your dietitian. I'm looking at what we talked about that typical day. And then I can kind of tell you where the holes are and let's work towards, maybe it's just focusing on increasing those fruits and vegetables this time. And, and eventually 
maybe we need to get a little more specific, but that's dependent on the person. And so I think a lot of people think, like you said, though, that you're going to walk away with a plan and you're going to have to eat this way. That is overwhelming. That is way too much information for a first session. So it's really not sustainable. Exactly. 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 Medical nutrition therapy is just like that. Like you would go back to a physical therapist, they do an initial assessment, see where you're at. And then they, you know, give you some exercises maybe to take home and do, and then you're going to go back and do follow-up though. You're not going to be one and done with a physical therapist and you shouldn't think the same thing of your dietitian. Yeah. I, I like to think about it, um, with the prior proverb, um, give someone a fish, you feed them for a day, teach them the fish, you, you feed a village for a lifetime. Exactly. So I really feel like that's the work that we're doing, that we're established. That first visit, we're just establishing some trust. We're establishing a relationship. We're getting to know one another. We're getting to know, you know, what are the barriers? What barriers have people had in the past? How can we help them do a little bit better? And mm-hmm. as our, our mutual friend and dietitian Ashley Kopp is fond of saying better, better, not perfect. Um, better, so not sorry. perfect. I love you that. A yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, for sure. It's a lifestyle. Like I said, not a diet. And when you, you know, focus on that and you realize that things change, your life changes. And so you have to be able to roll with those punches and you have to know that what you are ultimately trying to achieve with your diet. And that's what you're getting from us at those sessions is, okay, this is what you need in order to be healthy and whole person in terms of your diet. And so, yeah, it might change because all of a sudden you've got a job now and you can't do your morning workouts. So it's going to have to be an afternoon workout and that's going to throw the whole schedule off. <laughs> so we're getting kind of in the weeds, but yeah, I mean, we, we go, we go there sometimes with our so clients. What, so really what we're doing is we're, we're doing an initial assessment. We're gathering information from there. We're coming up with a mutually agreed upon plan based on SMART goals. And we're looking at both setting a few long-term goals and then our short goals and our interventions are really for those short goals. And then from there, we're agreeing on what's going to be our plan for the next year, really, for me. I like to see, I usually like to see my patients for a follow-up visit within one to two weeks, Mm -hmm. Just because most of the time, even though I'm only giving them three interventions, sometimes even that first session is a little overwhelming and they have all these questions that I wish I would have asked this. Absolutely. They had that preconceived notion. They were expecting, I'm just going to go in. She's going to yell at me about my diet and give me a 1200 calorie meal plan. And then they come in, they're sitting there and they're like, well, this isn't so bad. She really understands me. She's looking at me at that whole person. So, Uh So how, how do you kind of handle that? Absolutely. And same, same thing is, is when you're working and together, I, the other thing I think about with those goals is I want to schedule that follow-up within a week or two, because like you said, you might have more questions and I don't expect you said better, not perfection too. Like, you know, we're not expecting perfection with the goals either. And so I think it's important to meet again, pretty quickly after the first visit, 
you can start spacing them out the more we get familiar and the more we're working on something and then you realize, but it does not have to be, I, in fact, I want you to have what, what didn't go well for you. You know, I want to know that at the next visit, I want to know um, what went well, but also what did you struggle with? Because obviously it's not going to just be easy just because you talked to me once, you know, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's, I, it's, I have had people surprised when I, when I go to schedule the follow-up and they're like, oh, I didn't really realize we were going to have a follow-up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 So I try to set up that expectation because yeah, you can think, oh, I'm going to get everything I need in one visit. Yeah. It's a, I see it as a, as a long-term relationship customized to meet your specific needs. Um, at that follow-up visit, I want to celebrate your wins and then come up yes. with creative solutions for your challenges. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So all right. So now we kind of have, we've provided our listeners with kind of, I think a pretty good brief overview of this is what medical nutrition therapy is. This what mm -hmm. happens inside the room of your consultation with your dietitian. Yep. Now let's take a deeper dive because you and I both deal with a lot of weight loss issues. People coming in that you want to lose a few pounds or you want to lose a few hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, you having experience for more than 30 years, me working in a primary care doctor's office where the doctors want every single one of their patients to lose weight. Let's apply that same approach to someone that's overweight or obese. What does that consultation look like? Sure. Well, honestly, it doesn't look that much different. Okay. Uh, I'm still going to go over those habits I want to find out where you are in relationship to those habits and then how far we need to go to, to, to get the, to those goals. So for me, for example, one of the habits is consuming five or more servings of fruits and vegetables every day. That is a, an important habit. And so I'm going to say, well, where are you at? If you're at one to two servings of fruits and vegetables, we're going to set a goal of maybe let's, you know, depending on what you think you can do, it might be two to three goal, two to three servings of fruits and vegetables before we meet the next time. When it comes to weight loss, we will be having conversations about that. Weight loss is a very complex situation. It, Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so much more than how many fruits and vegetables are you having? It's, it's also, well, why, why is it so difficult to get those fruits and vegetables? And so, um, but it's also, it's our, how your relationship with food. <laughs> so there's so much we could be talking about with this. And so we have to explore the relationship with food. One of the habits that I talk about is eating for balance. So if you think about, you know, that my plate that maybe a lot of people have seen and refer to is half of your plate should be fruits and vegetables, a quarter protein, a quarter whole grain and a dairy on the side. That is actually a way of eating that actually helps get you in better control of your appetite, of your portions so that you can actually see weight loss. So those are the types of things that we're going to be doing a little bit deeper dive on to, cause obesity, it's just, it's, it's just very complex. complex. Yeah. 
I'm going to throw in there um, because the patients that I see, they may have GI issues. And if they have GI issues, eating the fruits and vegetables may absolutely not be where I start with them. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, for sure. Where you start depends on what is critically important with that person at that moment. And yeah, if you're if you're having GI issues, or like I said, or if your relationship with food is damaged, we have to repair that first. We have to, so many clients that are struggling with weight loss for me, the clients that I see, they've tried and tried and tried. By the time they see a dietitian, they've tried 20 different diets, you know, maybe more. And they're, you know, just frustrated and, and they've seen so much on social media and they get, so there is just, to me, a big part of the majority of my clients is just establishing that the fact versus, you know, well, for my clients, one of the first interventions is we're taking a break from Dr. Google for a couple of weeks. Exactly. I like that. I like that goal. (laughs) Yep. Dr. Google. And I also like to, um, with my, with my patients that come see me for weight loss, I really, uh, just like you say, they've, they've done everything. They've yo-yo dieted. I want to be their last stop. I want to stop the yo-yo dieting. I want to stop diet period. Yes. Yes. A lot of my patients, we're actually adding in calories which that surprises oh. a lot of my patients when I, I tell them, do you think maybe you're not even eating enough? <laughs> mm-hmm. This is why it's so important. I think for a dietitian, and this is the MNT part of working with somebody with obesity and with weight issues is we have, we have the ability to look at them and say, Oh, okay. So when you tell me that's that typical day, and I can see you are under eating, you know, or maybe you're not telling me everything. You're a little embarrassed about things, but the more we work together, I'm usually going to sometimes find that you're not eating enough. And so we're going to actually have to repair your metabolism. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole intervention set of interventions that go on first before we can actually work towards the weight loss. And that's not always the answer that a lot of people want, but it has to happen. And so, yeah. And you, you and um, we're not going to really dive into the um, diabetes, pre-diabetes stuff on this episode. We'll save that for another episode. Mm-hmm. But for me, a lot of times it goes hand in hand. And so before we even address, you know, losing weight, of course, I understand that's what they want, but we really want to look at insulin resistance and oh, so yeah. we want to look at those other cofactors that are probably contributing with the inability to lose, to maintain an ideal body Absolutely. weight. The, the stress, the insulin resistance, and all these things are things lack that of can sleep. prevent you from lack of sleep. Thank you. Can also be preventing the weight loss. And we don't see it when we're in and ourselves. We're seeing, okay, I failed because I tried this diet and I failed, you know, I lost the weight, but then I gained the weight back. And, you know, that then I'm a failure. And that's this whole vicious cycle. But the reality is that there there's might be a reason that you failed that has nothing to do with what's going on, you know. So there could be other medical uh things that are happening in your body that 
we actually need to address and maybe refer you to a physician, having the physician help you with that insulin resistance or maybe thyroid issue. There's a host of things that could be going wrong. That's why you hire a dietitian. Right. And insurance, uh, many insurances do cover. So you and I both are insurance dietitians. We see both self-pay cash and we both take insurance. Um, Tell everyone a little bit about what it's like seeing a dietitian in Ohio and where you practice. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I practice in Ohio. Ohio has licensure law for the dietitians. And so we're credentialed. And then I get contracts contracted with insurance companies. In Ohio, we have uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, we have, um, let's see, your major ones like Cigna and things like that, Aetna. Uh, and then there's Medicare and Medicaid. And with Medicaid in the state of Ohio, they have these supplemental plans that everyone's on. So those are Buckeye, uh, of course, in the state of Ohio, right? We've got okay. a Buckeye. <laughs> and then we've got CareSource. Uh, Molina, those are all providers that uh, work with Medicaid, our Medicaid clients. And so I am a provider with Medicaid clients as well. And Medicaid in Ohio, we have a law and and medical nutrition therapy is covered for Medicaid clients. Wow, we do. Unfortunately, my my Florida friends, um, Medicaid is not covered in Florida, but it's it's something I would love to work on getting covered. I'm, uh, I'm a Medicare provider. I also see United, Aetna and Cigna and um, Freedom. Um, And the thing with Medicaid, Medicare, though, let's talk about Medicare, right? Medicare will only cover us dietitians right now, if we are working with somebody who already has diabetes, Mm -hmm. or already has kidney disease, they are, we are not able to work or in a, in a physician's office, if there's a dietitian in the physician's office, they can work on obesity. Um, so I can, I can do that if you're a patient of our practice, right. I can't but, I can't. That, but I can't do that if you're not a patient of the practice and you just want to see me, if you have Medicare, right. and you want to see me, if you have diabetes or chronic kidney disease, stage three, I can see you. Um, but only for our, our patients, because it's, um, it's under the doctor. Uh, right. So that's a little technical, but we, um, we are working to change that. Um, yes. We're not going to have time to go over that in this <laughs> podcast, but if you, um, if you get on the email list, if you um, follow my work that I'm doing at the Medicare, Medicare dietitian, Medicare nutritionist.com, uh, either of those I'm working, we are really working to get Medicare to cover more services. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> yes, that, that needs to come down the pike because yeah, obviously we don't want you to be diseased by the time you see us. We would like to <laughs> Absolutely. prevent that from we, happening. We, catch, we, wanna, we definitely want to catch that earlier. Laura, what is your, um, let's, let's leave on a food note. So okay. <laughs> tell, tell me what's your favorite food. Oh, so this is really hard for me. Uh, my favorite food is, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Like I said, it kind of depends on the season. So right now, I can't beat my pesto, pasta, grilled chicken uh, dinner that we do very often during the summer. A second favorite is our beef shish kebab. I do have a beef shish kebab recipe that I make. 
It is Yum. so good. It is delicious. Uh, you marinate it. It's actually super easy to make it, uh, but you do have to think ahead a, a little bit with the marinade, but it's, oh, it's so good. Uh, so I will send you those recipes. Okay. Those are my favorite. I appreciate that. We'll get those <laughs> out to you. And you also have a podcast. So if you enjoyed listening to to Laura and I today, uh, go up and what's your podcast? So I do have a podcast. Uh, it's called The Secret Life of Dietitians. So you can catch us wherever you get your podcasts. Again, The Secret Life of Dietitians. And we'd love to have you listen in and we'd love any more reviews we can get on our podcast too. Thanks. Yeah, we're always looking for that. Please like and share so we rank higher in the search engines, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for helping me to build awareness for medical nutrition therapy for, you know, the the dietitian as as a primary primary care dietitian, establishing that long-term relationship. It doesn't have to be just a, just a one visit. Um, and then that MNT act, we really need to get that act pack passed. Yes. So yes, for today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And yeah, anybody can go and help us pass that law too. I can pass that link along to you. Um, and people to help us out you guys thank you for joining me this is wendemir riley aka the health chick signing off until next time make it a healthy day and guess what you are amazing love you guys